Hey, it's Alan. All right, uh, Alan Jarman, you're here with us. Um, so we're we're gonna start with some like introduction, um, basic things, so that people can get to know you. Okay. All right. Sick. Um, so where, where where did you go for med school, Mr. Jarman? Um, actually, Dr. Jarman. oh yeah, that's what some people say. <laughs> I actually went to UIC. Um, stayed for the Mountain Dew in the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> is that your favorite? That is your favorite drink. Isn't it? Oh. We always see you with the Mountain Dew. Oh yeah, easily, easily. It's actually highly concerning to most people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I think it's pretty awesome. I saw LeBron James recently transferred from Sprite to Mountain Dew, and he's now having commercials for it. So. It's a big time addition for the Mountain Dew family. <laughs> oh, big time. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, what year are you in uh, in your training? Uh, second year. Second, second year. year. About to be a third year. Yeah. Mentally, probably still an intern. Maybe an M three, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we're all gonna get there. I mean, how how are you thinking about this uh, this past two years? It's kind of hard to believe you're already gonna be a third year starting up. Yeah. Everything it just like changed so quickly. Like every step was just such a wild transition and I'm hoping this one won't be as wild but I'm sure it will come up with something yeah yeah and I think uh it's kind of it's best at this point to kind of reflect a little bit because we are getting uh closer to the start of the next academic year um are you able to kind of think back to when you were going to start intern year can you kind of give us your your thoughts at that time um and kind of what were you concerned about most uh going into intern year yeah, I, I don't remember. I, I do remember that week um, with much fear in my soul, but I, I'm trying to think of what I was like afraid about. I think it was just afraid of getting there every day and learning what it was to work, I don't know, really hard over and over and over again. And it was just such like a rapid transition because I, I think I started on wards and it was just like every day I had no idea what the heck was going on. And I just remember, like, presenting on rounds. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and then when when did that become more comfortable? Because, I mean, it, at some point, I feel like in intern year, um, you kind of reach that point where you're just like, yeah, I, I mean, I can do it. Yeah. I think it took a few inpatient rotations to really get used to the the swing of things, the, um, the pattern of, like, seeing your patients in the morning, actually knowing, like, who your patients' names are and... Uh, getting to learn like what's important what's not and I think yeah maybe like halfway to two-thirds of the way through the first year it was kind of more more natural I think um still definitely afraid every day but Mm. a little bit more comfortable and then you guys had you guys had a little bit of a curveball you know during your training um where just you know as you're describing you know feeling comfortable and in the swing of things and then COVID happened What, what was that kind of like for you um I mean it was, I'm sure everyone experienced it differently, but I'm sure for everyone it was just like insane. Like it was 100% different. I don't know. Uh, it was, on one hand, it was kind of nice. There were no visitors. So, you know, we got to park in the garage. We didn't have to talk to as many family members face to face. But there are a lot more, I think, negatives than that, for sure. It was just like so scary for all the patients, like just being there alone in the hospital and um i felt like it put a lot more weight on on us and also like you know the nurses everyone who's taking care of these patients it just puts like so much more more weight on on us to communicate like better communicate effectively and you know i think that added another aspect to our training and to what we're what we've been doing 
past year, um, I think. But have you, I mean, I think we talked about the last, the first two podcasts. Um, do you feel, I mean, you know, as vaccinations continue in the United States and, you know, there's uh, decreasing cases and, you know, there's been talk of, you know, opening up, although it, it, it's very difficult with the contrast between the United States and then what we're seeing in India. Um, have you had a chance to kind of process what what's happened over the last year or so? Because um, I feel like it's been a lot for the medical community as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, finally, at least for us here, we're able to kind of look back in some ways. So have, I guess, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Um, and this is also something that I feel like there are a lot of phases over the last year. Like at the beginning, it was just like, like fear and unknown and not really knowing what was going to happen. And then there was like the, the second wave and then it felt like we were more prepared at that time. So I think it was just a massive eye opener that, you know, curveballs like you say can happen and uh, it depends how prepared we are for them. And I think it was like hugely obvious we were wildly unprepared at the beginning. Um, but at the same time, I think it was really cool seeing everyone come together, at least in the hospital. Like I felt like people work together a lot better than they had before. Um, I remember at like the very beginning of the ICU, like there was like the line team, like our daddy would come every morning and just like do lines on everyone. I mean, he, he would yell at you if you didn't fill out the, um, uh, Is it the, the consult or yeah, no, the, uh, the consent. Yeah. You got to oh, call the, the family and consent. And if, consent. It, if it wasn't ready, you got in trouble, but he would come do all the lines. And then I remember like the surgery, um, Residents would come and do a bunch of lines for us too. So it was really cool seeing everyone like come together and, and work together. Um, and like people we didn't even know would like join the teams. Like they were like random. I, th- I think it was like a statistics resident or like some kind of like um, bioinformatics. Yeah, or bioinformatics. They would come out of the woodworks and, and help out. So it was just really cool seeing everyone like willing to work and help each other out. So that was yeah. cool. I think uh, each each year had their own challenge. With you guys, you're getting that like you know as an intern you master data gathering and then um really knowing your patients and then by the end of the year you start to formulate your plan before you take over the team and then when you're in those last crucial steps all of a sudden we said don't go in the room like don't see your pay let the senior resident do that um so we can have like spare interns because uh, that's where we were short um and we could float seniors around. Um, do you feel like you you miss part of your training there, or? Um, I think yes and no. I think on the one hand, like every morning we were always like busy, and it was it was tough to spend more time in certain patients' rooms because you're like, oh my gosh, I still got to see like five more people. Um, and so I I think yeah we we missed out on on. You know, seeing some really sick patients for sure, but I think on the other hand, we got to spend more time with some of our other patients. Um, so I think there are like pros and cons to that. Um, like I think we got to like build a stronger connection with with some of our other patients during that time. But but definitely, yeah, I think that was it was definitely a very strange experience. Like, uh, I didn't call like a lot of patients over the phone, um, but I know like that was the thing that people were doing, and mm-hmm. and I just feel like it's so like almost impersonal like hey i'm taking care of you how you doing um all right we'll see you later and you just hang up i don't know so yeah i think there there was stuff that we learned both plus and minus 
it was weird. So when you look back in the future, say 10 years from now, you're doing, you know, hospitalist or whatever you decide to do. Um, do you think the pandemic made you a better doctor or worse or you don't know? Yeah, it's tough to say. I, I feel like, uh, I feel like no matter what happens in like the three years we do this, there's always gonna be something like crazy that comes up. Yeah, this is probably like the, one of the craziest things that could happen, but I feel like it, everything has to be like an experience that we can use and take advantage of and change what we do for the better. Um, so I'd say probably better, but I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I think so. And what what do you think the the hardest lesson you had to learn intern year was? Oh my goodness. There were so many. (laughs) (laughs) Intern year. What a time of change. I do remember a lot of like terrifying moments. Um, I don't know. I always think back. It was like my second or third day, and the um, the clinical senior was gone, and like my patient was like actively like dying, but I didn't realize. Um, and then they sent me like three times to see the patient, and I would come back, and then finally the third year went to see the patient, and it was like, oh shoot, and the RT was called, the patient went to the ICU, and oh wow. So I think the biggest lesson that we learn at the start, and people say this all the time, you know, learn who's like sick and who's, who's not sick. And you know, that guy wasn't doing so hot, but I hadn't learned it yet at the time. And so (laughs) it's hard. It is hard. Uh, It's really hard. I think one of the, um, the things everyone learns when they're going through training is, uh, as Dr. Pollock says, I tend to quote Dr. Pollock a lot, but uh, she's, she's an excellent doctor. So uh, she always sense. says, don't underestimate that gut feeling you have when you walk in a room and you look at somebody and you're like, Oh crap, something's wrong. <laughs> like that, 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 that feeling is like years of training and mm-hmm. like instinct that, um, you, you can't underestimate. Uh, th- there are many times where you, you walk, you'll, w- next month when you're uh, Mickey senior, you'll walk into the room and be like, this is fine. But then other times you're like, what the hell is going on? This is bad. We, we need help right now. Um, and you'll just, you'll just have that moment. Um, so that, that's, it comes with time, I guess. Uh, and you probably have it now uh, where you like, th- nothing's adding up. Uh, we need to call some people. I think that's, a, that's a hard lesson. Oh yeah. Oh, it's very, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I think, but, you know, I, I think you're going to do an excellent job. We're all excited to, for you. I mean, it, it, it's a big, it's a big step, it's a big step being in the ICU. Um, and then kind of looking forward to, to next year as well. Yeah. Or before Mark, Marco has a, a question. Yeah. Uh, before even we get to next year. Um, so you have to do your PGY one year in this truncated, like, learning form. And then all of a sudden you have to be a senior, which is what we call like we've been suggesting as the the biggest step in residency. How did that go? Like, <laughs> <laughs> how, how how did you feel about that? Oh, it was great because no, <laughs> I was there for parts of it, <laughs> and it's yeah. hard because it's during COVID too. Yeah. It's yeah. all all of that all at once. Yeah, it was it was kind of crazy. I'm not gonna not gonna lie. Um, I I still remember because I worked with. Marco for a couple weeks, like maybe in like January. And, um, it was definitely different then compared to like the beginning of the year when basically like every decision I would like to still depend on, on my, my good buddy who was uh, the third year, uh, his name may have been Freddie, but, um, and, uh, it was, it was 
very crazy. Like you just spend so much more time, even like going home, like reviewing every patient, like looking at the medications, like, oh, shucky darns, this medication should have been canceled a while ago. And then mm-hmm. like going through every chart. And then it was really nice that the uh, attending I was with, he would call me at night to be like, hey, do you want to run through things real quick? I'd be like, yes, That's thank nice. you. And and um, and I thought that was a great way I learned too was that he would be he would just tell me a lot of stuff one on one. But it was it was a wild transition. Like you you double like your patient load essentially, and you have to learn that you can't see everyone in the morning before rounds. Just like impossible. And so you a little bit of while it's like you're becoming a lot more neurotic to make sure you're not missing things. At the same time, you're kind of letting go a little bit and putting some you know, some faith on your day one interns to. Um, kind of report some information to you and so yeah I think it's a lot less like you said less of the data gathering more of like delegating and I think that was like a a tough transition to make for me because I like to be in the thick of things instead I was you know just watching in the things (laughs) (laughs) you're just in not the thick less less thick yeah (laughs) only one C (laughs) so that was kind of your your thoughts at the beginning of PGY two year. Here you are at the end of your PGY two year, one block left, and then you're you're going to be a third year top dog in the hospital. Um, oh man, what did you learn? Oh, like over like the over, the, in, over your uh, second year. Yeah, I mean definitely just getting a lot more comfortable um, trying to make decisions for patients. Um, still, like I feel like the the knowledge is still there's so much more to know so much more to learn but it's now like more comfortable like being able to see someone kind of like uh, quickly summarizing like hey this person needs this this and this and then um the rest of it kind of like kind of falls into place i think but definitely like there's still like questions come up and um you just got to know like who to turn to and um how to appropriately like send patients where they need to be and i think that's something that i got more comfortable with throughout the year i don't know if there was like a transition period I noticed that it was just like you know the the more times you do this the more times you spin the wheel it's just becomes a little bit more natural but so that, that kind of transitions uh, uh, naturally to a question we've been asking on every um, podcast have you had that moment where you you realize you know I'm a doctor I've kind of made it I'm I'm comfortable and I think I can handle whatever comes forward yeah I, I think there were like two Two things that I, I think about this first one a couple times. I don't know. I, I feel like I, I try to be, like, personal with patients. And, like, I used to always say, hey, my name is Alan. But then that was at, like, the very start of intern year. And, and I don't think I felt like a doctor at all. So I, I, I didn't introduce myself as Dr. Jarman for the first few months. But I think once I did, you started to feel like it is real. Like, you're actually here. You're working. You're treating patients. And I think that was... Um, a lot of, more of a real transition for me. So when I started introducing myself as, you know, hey, I'm Dr. Jarman, taking care of you, I think it, it's more real in your head. And I feel bad because I want to be like, hey, like, what's up? <laughs> let's let's uh, let's get you through this. But um, but it's strange to build like a it's like a professional relationship with a patient. I, I think that helped me realize it was um, this is like a legitimate legitimate thing that we're doing um, and. As far as like to actually answer your question, <laughs> uh, it was like a, f- a few months in to um, into the year. Uh, I was at the the VA, the VASPA, uh, MICU, and it was like it, we were admitting a patient from the the ED 
Um, his like vitals were like insane and he looked terrible and we're like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And then it like just turned out um, the dude's like Foley was replaced a couple of days ago and it wasn't working. So we just like changed the Foley and he was just like, ah. <laughs> and it was like the greatest sigh of relief I've ever heard. And then everything got better. Well, so it was great. like, I think that was a good moment for me. It's <laughs> yeah, a good moment it's for you. Yeah, it's not where I thought that was going. No, I didn't either. But I'm happy yeah, it went there. It all started with the foley and uh, ended in the bag. But <laughs> oh, that's great. That's that, you know that first that first point I think is really. It's really interesting. Cause I, I I think I had a similar a similar feeling. Um, I mean, I know it's talked about a lot, kind of that that imposter syndrome, you know, that mm. a lot of us suffer from. Um, and when we finally realize the importance of of saying, you know, hey, like, you know, I'm Dr. Olson or I'm Dr. Jarman, um, it kind of you're absolutely right. Um, that that mindset, you know, now now I'm in this space where I'm I'm their doctor, you mm-hmm. know, um, and so I, I it's really yeah, it's really I was really feeling what you were saying is what yeah. I'm trying to See, I have the yeah, opposite. My say. last name is very long. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I'm Marco. <laughs> it's just way easier. It saves you like 30 seconds of explanation. Uh, so I had a, I, I can't relate. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all good. It's okay. You know, as long as one of us, you know, that's why we're both here. Yeah. <laughs> so one of us can relate to We got to find other. a way. <laughs> I can see that. Oh. Well, well, yeah, I mean, now, so I think we've gotten through PGY one uh, year, PGY two year, and now we're kind of looking forward to PGY three year. Um, and, you know, we're all very excited that you were chosen to be one of the, the, the chief residents um, after uh, your PGY three year. But going into PGY three year, what are you most excited about? And then what are you most, you know, maybe nervous or um, apprehensive about? It's a good question. I, I'm still trying to, like, gauge and process all the changes that are being made for next year um which are for because our for our listeners what are what are some of the changes that are going oh nice so we're doing the x plus y change which uh i think incorporates a lot of awesome awesome things um i am very excited um to when you're on wards to not have to go to clinic during wards and you're not going to lose an intern to go to to go to clinic like multiple times a week i i am very much looking forward to that so everyone just going to clinic um, when you're on wards mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, my gosh, this patient, like, how's he doing? And then you're trying to, like, talk to your patient in, in clinic and you're, like, like hardly even paying attention because you're so worried about mm-hmm. what's going on in the hospital. So I'm really excited for that change. And I think it'll be pretty great. I also think it's really cool that they're doing the, the longitudinal um, elective for clinics because uh, I know some of um, the uh, our co-residents who are like, applying for fellowship and they have had a lot of trouble, like, making those connections with with uh, folks in their field to try to help them get like letters or, or apply so i think it's gonna be an awesome awesome change i think it'd be cool for us too because um our uh, our clinics can be like super crazy super hectic and i think it'll be awesome to really focus on a certain aspect of, of patient care doing that so i'm, I'm really excited for that a- apprehensive for next year i don't know i'm pretty stoked um but I guess it'll be interesting to see how, how um, the wards go next year. Um, I think that's something that I like think about and because the, the teams will be smaller. We'll be more like focused as a team, but um, I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But yeah, I, I think it'll be it'll be sick, you know, or, or lit. Sorry, you know, <laughs> got to stay on. Alan, Alan's favorite. <laughs> stay on character. Be the brand. Uh, so. 
two questions that kind of go back, uh, that kind of go hand in hand. What was your, uh, what was your darkest time during residency? Um, probably midnight. It was, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Based on the time, you know, the daylight savings. Yeah, right, right, right. right. It, it could be, it could be 1 a.m. Um, <laughs> darkest time. Oh, man. I mean, I, I hate bringing it back to COVID, but like some of those were like really dark. Mm-hmm. Like, I just remember like in the, in the ICU, there's like one of the, like when the patients were dying and having to call the family, like, "Hey, I know you're not here. You're the person you you love is 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 dying right now." And just trying to like communicate that with them, you know, it's 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 so hard to uh, to like help involve them with their family member, but at the same time, you know, they're they're not there. And I think those were some of the darkest moments, like trying to just like put them on an iPad so they could see their loved one as they're like, you know, leaving this world. It, th- th- that kind of sucked. Yeah. I would say that was probably some of the darkest moments just trying to, I don't know, work with the families as, as their loved ones were dying. But Just trying to get them the closure they need. Yeah. Yeah. When, when there's like only like so many, so much we can offer. I think that was really tough. Yeah. What I thought, uh, what we saw but the public didn't is that dying alone on a ventilator sucks yeah and yeah. most people just didn't understand that yeah i agree um like i'm glad people are coming back to the hospital now but it was definitely like it was awful like i don't know like you're, you're calling someone at like 2 3 a.m and sometimes they're like not expecting it at all like you said like they don't understand how, how bad it is and you wake them up, and then they're all of a sudden their life is like completely changed, hundred percent. Yeah, we we want to deliver good news, but it's it's part of the job, unfortunately. Yeah, that uh, delivering bad news. Um, I guess we've had like some training in it, but until you do it, it it's, it's a skill, and then I guess less is more. Is what I always say. Yeah. Kind of letting them process and just being there for them, I think. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, sitting on the phone once for, like, 30-plus minutes and the, just, like, not saying a thing, and the person was just crying, and I don't know. Once in a while, to ask a question, but, yeah, just being there for them, I guess. I don't know. Being present. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of times... I mean, I think in medical school, I mean, we've definitely learned it at UIC, you know, the spikes method. <laughs> but then but then until you actually do it, you know, it, it, it's so different. And then it, and then it ends up being, yeah, you're just being there with somebody while they're processing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really powerful. You said that. Yeah. All our plans get spiked every moment. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help it. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we had a few with Lara that she was she's not a fan of. She liked it. <laughs> She'll say she's not a fan, but she liked it. Uh, well, I guess, oh, why don't we do this? Why don't we ask Alan if he has any questions for us? Or do we not like to... Uh, no, no, we don't no, like no, to give no. up the microphone. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, still got a, I still got a few, a few more. What? Uh, so, back, uh, going off that, uh, what, was your, what was your favorite memory during residency? Oh, my goodness. I definitely have more of those than, than the dark ones. Yeah. I'll at least start with that. I don't know. 
I'm trying to think. There, there were a couple times when, when I, I think like the emotions were so powerful that it brought me to tears. Um, kind of like the first time I met you. You know, I was oh. so happy. UIUC, oh, <laughs> what a great UIUC. place. Orgo, organic <laughs> chemistry. Um, the future Dr. Jarman and Dr. Oh, Olson. The chemistry we had together. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the listeners out there, we all went to UIUC together and took organic chemistry. I didn't know them. Though. And then for our, for our other non-Illinois people, University of Illinois, Urbana down in Urbana-Champaign. Champaign. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. So, that might uh, actually be my first edit. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, there, I mean, there was a, a, a patient, um, and it was very strange. He was like here with like stiff person syndrome. I don't know if we like believe the diagnosis, but essentially he, he, he couldn't move. We even had to put like a, an NG in him and, um, you know, he was just like stuck there in bed and he always told me like he, he like hated his dad, didn't want to talk to him. But this is like he's probably in his like 20s, early 30s. He's like, I don't want to talk to my dad. I don't want to talk to him. And then um, before we, you know, eventually made him better, he continued to kind of decline and he got worried. And he's like, hey, can you call my dad? So I called his dad and they're like talking for a little while. And I'm just like standing there. And then out of nowhere, he's like, I love you, dad. And I sort of like I was there and the sitter was there. We both started crying. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So that what was a, a be- that was a beautiful moment, yeah. And then he's like, "Can I have twenty five dollars?" You know, it cheapened it a little bit, but at this, oh man, that was it was a great moment. I think. Wow, that's yeah. powerful. Yeah. So I mean, it's like stuff like that, like you know, a lot of times it kind of blows, but sometimes you know, it's it's, it's pretty awesome. Do you have any more, Marco? Let's see. Uh, we've gone through most of them. Um, what do you do? You have any final thoughts? Yeah, do like, yeah, exactly. If you if you could like change anything about residency or um, things you want to do in the future, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I think I'm excited to see like what the changes that have been made for this next year. I think it'll be. Awesome, and we'll see what what we can what we can continue to to work on. Um, I think over the last like two years, there's nothing that I would like outright want to change completely. I think everything was was pretty awesome in the sense that you know we we learned from it. Um, we uh, you know we got to work together, and I, I think that's one of my favorite parts of, of our residency is like the camaraderie that we have. Like um, I don't know, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I I would say it would be cool if we could. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to say there. Um, but yeah, but, uh, shoot, I'm sorry. What? Don't apologize. <laughs> if you, it, I guess, uh, the other question I had is if you had to describe UIC, our residency, in one word, what would it be? Oh, lit. It's easy, <laughs> easy question. <laughs> you set him up for that. <laughs> what would you say? What would I say? I, I'm a huge fan of the uh, the family. Oh. I love I love describing our residency as a family, um, because I, I I mean I I think that it, there's just something about it. it's why I stayed. I mean we could probably it's in in another episode kind of get into why why you stayed at UIC, but the reason why I stayed was because I saw how the residents interacted and how they were cared for each other and that moment that we both shared with Maya Viner. We <laughs> talked about her already, but. My Viner's our senior. Like, we wouldn't have done that if we, like, didn't 
care about each other. Yeah. And we were there. I mean, we had known each other from med school, but I mean, really, we were first two week, maybe three week in interns, and you know, we just we we did it together. You know, and it's something that bonded us, and we still talk about to this day. Yeah. You know, like I think that stuff is is uh, it's amazing, and it, it's what makes makes UIC UIC. Um, so family would be my word. It's a good word. Final thoughts, German? Did you want to redo? <laughs> <laughs> no, this was awesome. I, I appreciate the coffee. I appreciate the, uh, coffee the wonderful here. environment of our uh, interview space. <laughs> it's a great interview space. Great acu- acoustics. Great acoustics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Connor, any last thoughts? I don't think so. Um, I'm really enjoying this. So I, I'm really appreciative that we're reaching out to our, our co-residents and, and talking about their experience. So all the all the credit to Dr. Marco, Dr. Colomanici. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we peaked in episode two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Just kidding. I'm sorry to let you down. <laughs> they're, 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 all, they're all great episodes, I hope. Um, but uh, thanks for coming on, Dryman. My pleasure. It was a unique experience, as always. <laughs> Hashtag lit. It's just what I try to bring to the table. <laughs>